Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Zero season two episode 29 starts today as you can see we're all back in our homes except for me who's in the studio on a little island here but i missed my <laughs> con friends bd here we got jenna anderson hey everybody i hate that i can't hug you guys right now like i i, I miss being in person after we were in person that was just amazing I'm telling you i miss it jamie Girac is here hello good morning i got those post san diego blues mm. That, that's that's that might, after how crowded that was it might be something else but hopefully you know i no i feel you oh my gosh i we all went and got COVID. well i don't know if we all did i went and got COVID. we're all negative so far but it's been fun and uh the hangover is real and we're going to talk about that aaron welcome back to phase zero thank you thank you i'm just normal garden variety wednesday tired <laughs> uh, so hopefully everything checks out we so much stuff there's still so much stuff. It felt like we were on for like an hour and it's like, nope, that's just part one. Welcome yep. to, uh, you know, phase zero secret wars, <laughs> the second part of our thing. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's a Comic-Con hangover. It's hitting me hard. I just spilled my coffee on the table. Oh, no. So I'm going <laughs> to wrap that up in a second when you see me get out of my chair. That's why. Uh, but I want to thank everybody who has subscribed to our YouTube channel. We have blown past 5,000 subscribers, right? Hit 6,000. That's we've seen the biggest single week of growth uh, on the channel. We have a lot more great content coming. Jenna spoke to Zochi Gomez. That's coming to the channel. I'm speaking to Brad Winderbaum later today. That's coming to the channel. We have more Comic Con coverage, I think. I don't even know what's going on anymore coming to the channel. We blew past a million views. I think we're already at like 1.2. We hit a million last week and now it's just continuing to climb. So thank you so much for the support on the YouTube channel. It uh, means a lot that we're helping grow that and helps us get a lot of new opportunities because of big numbers. Uh, that, I mean, that's just how the game works. It sounds stupid, but it's true. Later in the show, we're going to do a Q&A. You guys can ask us anything. If you want to talk about Comic-Con, you want to talk about what we had for breakfast, anything in between, we can talk about that. So drop your questions in the YouTube comment section, and we're going to go scan those and get back to all of you as, as, as many as we can. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about. First of all, uh, Avengers 5 got a director, and if you ask me, Absolute win. Dustin Daniel Cretton is directing Avengers The Kang Dynasty. This came out yesterday. I was about to be recording my I Am Groot reaction, which we'll get to later in this show. Uh, but in the middle of recording it, this news came out from THR. So I was like, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me uh, do this again. And I include that news. Everybody knows I'm very excited about this. Uh, there is still a Shang-Chi sequel in the works, which it seems Dustin Daniel Cretton is directing. I think. We don't really know yet. Uh, he's also de- developing a Wonder Man series for Disney+. Plus. There was a Jialing series that was supposed to be on the way for Disney+. Plus. That was a pretty hot, reliable rumor, it seemed. No mention of that in the story from THR. I'm hyped for this. I've said my piece in a YouTube video already. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. What, what, is your, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I posted to the community that there are some tea leaves implications here that our, our good friend Sean 
is going to be very, very important as we go along in the multiverse saga. Like he's going to play a very central role. Uh, it seems it, like now, of course, after everything's been given to you breadcrumb style, the building seems to make a little bit more sense with, oh, these rings are transmitting a signal to somewhere out in the ether. Oh, what's that? Ant-Man's the first movie of phase five what do you mean the shang chi director is directing the first part of the avengers extravaganza at the end of phase six so it's nice i think it's a good choice if nothing else the hand-to-hand fights in kang dynasty will be tremendous jenna what do you think I, I completely agree. I think this is such an inspired choice. I remember walking out of Shang-Chi for the first time and being like, if Destin does not get an Avengers movie after this, like it's going to feel like a missed opportunity because it seemed like even that mid credit scene with Carol and Bruce, like he he has the team dynamic down in a really fun way. And it seems like he would be a really good choice to like further that in a whole in its own movie. So I, I love the choice. I think it's going to be great. I agree with Aaron about the like hand to hand fighting. I also am just so excited to see how he directs Jonathan Majors as Kang. Because I feel like he is going to be like that is going to hit such a very specific energy that Kang is really going to need. So I, I'm super excited about this. I think it's a great choice. I'm just very curious to see how this fits the rest of the MCU schedule of like, I hope we don't never get Shang-Chi 2 because of this. Like, I hope mm-hmm. there's still some way to get both sooner than later. What if Shang-Chi 2 is just an Avengers movie? I'd be like, OK, that's cool. <laughs> but if I'm the plot, I'll be OK with it. Jamie, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I think it's it's like it's a competent, good choice. Like I'm not, you know, like BD where I'm like, yeah, ah, this is amazing. Um, you, I've said this many times in the show. I think I Shang Chi is very good. I love the first half. I don't really like the second half, but that's just personal taste. But I don't think that that's going to affect how I feel about this directing choice. I think it's great. I think it's reminding me of the Russo's Winter Soldier to uh to Endgame pipeline. You know, I think that uh, that I like the idea of Shang Chi kind of leading the pack and being an important part of the Avengers. Give me more Simu. I'm I'm totally stoked for that concept. But I would like a Shang-Chi movie before this, a second one. Um yeah. I I would I would like that a lot. Like give us the give us the civil war and and leading into this. Uh that's what I would like to see. But um but I'm ready. I'm hyped. I think this was a good choice. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like there was no Shang-Chi sequel named and Shang-Chi came out 2021. And then we have every movie, presumably every movie now until 2024 and a couple release dates before this. But it would be a tight turnaround to squeeze in a Shang-Chi sequel before this movie, unless it was one of the phase five movies that just wasn't announced. Like there's some date that we don't know about yet. But yeah, I would love to see a Shang-Chi sequel before this, but I don't know. We have to at least if if Shang-Chi is going to be in this movie, I assume we have to at least see him before this. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we can't just pick up from that post credit scene where Wong is like, we're investigating the 10 rings. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're going on to the Kang saga. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I'm really curious when this will be set. Like, will this be like an Asian dynasty that that we'll get to visit that was kind of introduced in Shang-Chi. It's a spinoff of that. Uh, Well, like, where is Kang operating? What is he doing? You know, there are obviously questions we can't answer yet, but I do feel like Destin is a really inspired choice. I love what he did. I mean, to me, I said this in the video yesterday, my favorite part of uh, Shang-Chi is the fact that it was the family at the front of it, the characters at the front of it, when Wu Jialing and and Shang-Chi and their kind of relationship and the strain on it and the, the... the trauma of trying to deal with fighting your own father who's delusionally grieving that 
was what worked the best for me. And I hope that uh, he finds a way to however many characters are in this. I don't expect this to be like an Infinity War Endgame type of character roster, but obviously it's going to be an ensemble. Balance them, give them all their stories, make them all important. I think Destin Daniel Cretton shows that he can, he can make characters feel important. He even gave Katie a big moment, which I don't really uh, agree with how it went down. I think, uh, you know, could have been cooler if somebody who knew how to shoot a bow and arrow got to shoot the bow and arrow or stop the dragon. But hey, even he found a way. So the only question left is who directs Secret Wars? Because Kevin Feige on the carpet said it's not the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers, the Russo brothers would have had you believe it would have been them. <laughs> Kevin Feige said no. So <laughs> who's, I mean, I, this is kind of anybody's guess. I don't think anybody would have really guessed that Destin was going to be doing the Kang Dynasty. I mean, we may have been like, you know, he did a good movie. It could happen. The same way we could sit here and say, well, maybe Peyton Reed does Secret Wars or something crazy like that. And then they hit you with something unpredictable. I've seen Coogler's name tossed around uh, on Twitter. But anybody have any choices? Do you think this will be like a promotion job or somebody new? I will say, like, I, I like the idea of Coogler, but I almost think after Wakanda Forever, I almost want him to be able to take a break. Like, I, I don't want that man to have to immediately then go into Secret Wars because I feel like that is going to be such an undertaking in and of itself. Um, I've seen people say, like, Nia DaCosta or the guys who are directing Loki season two. Like, it seems like it's going to be a thing where it's somebody who has previously directed a Marvel movie. I have had a theory for a long time. I literally have a post-it note on my desk about it, and I tweeted it out yesterday. I, I, and I, now that we have Destin doing Kang Dynasty, I feel like this is more possible now that the Russos are definitely not involved with Secret Wars. Bring back John Favreau. Give us the full uh, circle moment of going from Iron Man to now and have him direct Secret Wars. Have him be able to just kind of like bring everybody back and use his pull that he's had from Star Wars and Lion King and everything else and have him be able to like very earnestly make this movie what it needs and not just make it this thing of like, it's so self-indulgent and so like winking and nodding at the fans. I think he could balance that really well. And I think that would be really cool. I, I would not be surprised if that happened. I've also seen Sam Raimi's name thrown around as a possibility too. And I, I could see that that would be a very fun movie. I really like the Favreau idea. Although a part of me is like, that man is busy over at Star Wars. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine that he's like, let me just go hop on over across the street. And <laughs> I think if they back up a movie. dump truck full of money, I think he will be able to say <laughs> yes. So, yeah. But I, I like the just the, the full circle idea of that. I think that's cool. I think that'd be awesome. I really get a feeling that Secret Wars is not actually the end of phase. Yes six i feel like there is a secret wars part two that will that will be the culmination of phase seven because this is all happening so fast if you look at avengers endgame it took us 11 years to get there and far like as many it's like as many hours of content over 11 years as all of phase four did in two years so to me i feel like the anticipation over time and spending time kind of outside of the movie theater on our TV screen, thinking about these characters, talking about these characters adds to it. And it feels like Secret War is culminating the multiverse saga, which will only span six years. Feels kind of weird to me. Feels kind of fast. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, well, is there any pleasing me? No, apparently not, because I want this movie yesterday, but I also want it to feel earned. So... I know it's weird to think about that Secret Wars is just the end of phase six and there's it's it's apparently only one movie that's hard to believe. So I'm curious, me and Jenna were talking about this a lot while we were walking around at Comic-Con. <laughs> Could they find a way to do tie-in stuff? Yes. Like if this is just the first part of Secret Wars and then there is an actual culminating second half to it, could we see tie-in shows just all of 
phase seven then for the next year or two years be shows and movies that tie into Secret Wars and show you what the other characters are doing, how this is affecting them, how they're surviving it. It's an interesting theory. People will probably get tired of it if everything is just about Secret Wars. But if you remember that comic series, man, there was there was a lot of comics you had to pick up to get the full story. So maybe we see that with Secret Wars as well. And they're keeping some cards close to the vest and they're not showing their hand yet. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I think that the popular formulation of Kang Dynasty being part one and Secret Wars being part two is probably more likely. Um, I would like to think that the reason that the slate is so empty is that that's where all the tie-ins go. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I guess maybe something bad happens at the beginning of phase six and then they spend the entire phase trying to avert it. And then unfortunately, like most of the time happens, like stuff hits the fan and Kang, and they have to deal with Kang and what is it, Avengers five and then in six, wrap it all up, I guess. I, I also, I don't know what kind of wild Duffer Brothers runtime we are in for with those movies as well, because God, they have to be like two and a half hours plus, like they have to be like intermission style movies. We're going to bring it back. I guess that's what Marvel's plan is. Uh, Do you think like uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and maybe even Scarlett Johansson come back for this? A thousand percent. Yeah. You think so? Yes. I hope so. Yeah. I think Uncle Walt's got to write some checks, man. You got to write some I, checks. I'll be honest, like I, I, <laughs> I thought about it more, and I feel like the reason why we were doing Secret Wars so early is to like get these people while we still can, and to yep. be able to like still kind of have this big moment where like time enough time has passed to make RDJ and Chris Evans and everyone coming back still matter. But it's not this thing of like we're doing it another ten years later, and we don't know where everybody is or what everyone's situation is. I hope so. I can't. It's it's. But you know what? This is a conversation for another podcast, and many years from now, imagine we're still doing this podcast when Secret Wars drops. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I mean, we might have to. Even if we're not, I mean, that's five, six years from now. If if for some reason we are not doing this podcast, there's going to have to be a reunion podcast, and Uncle Comic Book's going to have to write the check. (laughs) 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 Imagine where the MCU goes beyond this. Like, I have no idea because I remember post Endgame. I was thinking, you know, we have to get back to smaller character-driven stories. We did that, and now we're all talking about how Phase Four is just all over the place. <laughs> They're all just we got what we were saying, or what I was saying, and a lot of us were saying. And now we're like, where's it going? What are we doing? Now we know. And it's like, well, Phase Four was kind of a stinky phase compared to the other ones. I don't know. I don't think it stunk, but I think as a whole, if you compare it to the other phases, it just seemed to have much less direction. Like it had no direction in terms of an overarching story. Whereas Phase One gave you just enough every time to say we're going towards Avengers. Phase two gave you just enough to say we're going towards Civil War. And then Avengers Age of Ultron and phase three gave you just enough to say we're going towards Thanos in almost every story. And now phase four didn't really give us really much of it. It gave us a little bit of everything where we were like, what's going on? Where are we going? And now we know. Yeah, but phase four added four projects to my Marvel top 10. So I still want to shout out to phase four for giving some good individual content. Shang-Chi is there. They didn't tie together. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's why I'm not on the phase four stunk train, but I am on the phase four. It felt kind of weird in terms of no direction train. Yeah. Shang Chi is one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. Spider Man No Way Home was one of the best theater experiences ever. Loki, WandaVision, Moon Knight, among like just just fantastic shows. So and then I mean Miss Marvel was pretty good. What if was there? Uh so <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it is interesting to think about how how it's so different now. Um 
what if best animated series? <laughs> All right, THR complaint. Complaint. THR confirmed. Blade will be directed by. Uh, I hope I say his name right. Basam Tariq. Say that right. Uh, Captain America: The New World Order has Julius Ona, and Jake Schreier or Schreier is directing Thunderbolts, which is the culmination of phase five, which is really exciting. The logo they showed, and there's no way this logo stays, but at Comic-Con it had kind of an Avengers-like animation. I thought they were showing an Avengers movie because the animation was so simple. So, bro. <laughs> we're all struggling. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, but yeah, so those are, you know, not a lot, I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about that, but all pretty cool stuff was stuff we, I think, knew, but now has been officially confirmed by THR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jenna, I think you have the, the next bit here. Oh, no, Jamie has it. Oh, Jamie. Oh, I got this. <laughs> All right, you guys. So the internet was in a tizzy after that uh, panel that, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, there was a, this little Marvel panel uh, over the weekend. <laughs> and uh, they they uh, just completely ignored Armor Wars. Uh, it, was, it was not anywhere to be seen. And so, of course, this prompted rumors that it wasn't happening. Um, but uh, Yasir Lester, who is the head writer, uh, he did take to Instagram stories and just wrote, I promise it is still coming out. Like just like white text on a black background. That's it. No images, nothing. I promise it is still coming out. So um, I'm excited because I think Don Cheadle deserves his day in the sun. Uh, he, he uh, that's, that's so I'm, I'm happy that uh, it doesn't seem like it has been canceled. Do you guys have any theories as to why they just completely forgot about it? I, I just think it's a thing where it's it's just on one of the release dates that hasn't doesn't have a thing attached to it yet. Like it, I am glad that it's still happening. I had partially wondered, like on San Diego Saturday, if they had just kind of like gotten rid of the show in favor of Don Cheadle cameoing in Secret Invasion and in every single available opportunity. But like, I think Armor Wars can really dive into like the super weird Iron Man villains and all of the super weird like technology aspect of it. So I want that show to exist. I want like Stilt Man and all of them to show up through that show. So I'm like. If, if we can still get that, I'm going to be super happy. It just sounds like we're going to have to wait a little while to get it. Yeah. And uh, Don Cheadle was in the, he's in the secret invasion, right? Yeah. So, good to see Rody get in work. Terrence Howard punching the air right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would always, I would always love to hear an honest answer from Terrence Howard about that. If he regrets not staying in the role and, and, and keeping it, but we mm -hmm. got Don and he's a great warmer. They were honestly, they're both great war machines. They were both great war machines. Um, yeah, it is weird that that was left out. The Marvels was also left out, but that's, that was at least on the screen. Yeah. I, I don't know why that we didn't get any footage from the Marvels though. I thought that was interesting. Um, all right. What, do we, what else we got? <laughs> we got? Real quick. Um, as someone just pointed out oh, in the yeah. comments, uh, um, uh, bring back Sam Rockwell. We want more Sam yes. Rockwell, yes. Sam Rockwell back in the MCU. That's yes. all about that. <laughs> Absolutely. It feels like if he's not in that show, that's a missed opportunity. Cause like that would just be so much fun. Um, but yeah, so pivoting to Marvel animation, which is something we could not really talk about on Saturday because we just had so much to talk about. Um, before we get into kind of the Marvel Studios animation panel, um, we some of us have seen I Am Groot. Um, I, I got to see all five episodes. BD got to see all five episodes and they are adorable. So I'll let I'll let Brandon share his reaction first because I'm very curious what it is. I mean, I thought it was cute. I thought it was fine. It had some it made me giggle a few times. It was like. You know, it's a nice way to spend 20 minutes with a Guardians of the Galaxy character kind of in the MCU. And it's certainly not required viewing for like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 by any means or anything from the MCU. But it's just a series of cute little shorts like, 
I could just see them playing these, like as you walk through a, uh, a, a toy store, or like a merch shop at Disney World, and being like, "Oh, that's cute." Now I want to buy a little Groot. So there's some fun stuff in there. Episodes three and four were my favorite. The the uh, I don't want actually. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah. Like it's not. I don't even know you can really spoil this show. It is just a cute little uh, Groot story. The animation was very impressive. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, we know Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon is in there. They confirmed that on the Marvel Animation panel that the episode with Rocket was one of my favorites. Uh, and then the one before that as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, they're fun little shorts. There's, they're, they're, they're about 20 minutes long by the time it's over. And, I, you know, it, it's cute. It's, it, kids are going to love it, I think. I'm not the target audience. And I still, you know, I enjoyed it. I don't, like, I'm not about to go watch this on a loop. I am going to watch it again because we have an interview with Brad Winderbaum later today. Who, who executive produced the series and um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Like it's, it's the most harmless fun the MCU has ever created. I can, Jenna, agree. how does it compare to Olaf's show? Oh, oh I haven't watched the Olaf show, so I honestly don't oh. know. Um, I know. Close. Okay, it's close, like, okay. It feels I, a little bit more ambitious. Yeah, these, okay. these to me felt like early Pixar shorts, like when you would go sit before a Pixar movie and you would just see like the little like barely any dialogue Pixar shorts that had that same kind of vibe. The animation is just like they, they do some really, really cool things in such a short amount of time. And like the creature designs and stuff are really cool. It just is very nice to look at. Like I had in my tweet, it is just good vibes. Like you, you can think of so many worse ways to spend 20 minutes. You can just sit, turn your brain off, watch these to have a lot of fun. I know like children are going to be obsessed with these shorts like they're going to be having these on repeat over and over and over again i feel bad for the parents who are going to have disney plus open <laughs> because their kids are going to be playing these on a loop like they they are so cute they like like bd said they're not like required viewing for anything else that the guardians have coming down the pipeline but they are just they're they're just fun and we need more fun like that i'm also hoping that these are like not the first animated shorts that we get because i would love to see like alligator loki or lockjaw or any of the other kind of like pet avenger characters like get their own sort of shorts even if it's just a single one-off because i think like these are just clever enough and show that they can work that i think you could probably do more. Mm -hmm. I, I, I honestly, one of the questions I'm going to ask Brad Wonderbaum is like, why did you feel like, why was this series necessary? Like, and not in like a, we don't, I don't think we need it kind of way, but genuinely like, you know, 20 minute shorts, this isn't something that's exactly going to drive Disney plus subscriptions, right? What was the, was this like a test for something? Was this like, what, what was it that drew, genuinely drew you guys to a series of shorts uh, when, when you guys have so much going on already? So I'm, I'm curious to see what they say about that. Yeah. All right. Marvel Studios Animation. We're keeping it rolling. The panel was on Friday. This was the first panel I attended at Comic-Con. I only got to attend three. Uh, and this was the first one. And first of all, what is going on with Spider-Man freshman year? <laughs> He's ahead of streaming. We're going to try to get some clarity on that. We'll have it for you probably later today if we, if we can get the video quick enough, possibly tomorrow. Spider-Man freshman year, the, the exciting news is that Charlie Cox is playing Daredevil in this. Super exciting. That's great. It's set before Civil War. Questions. Also, Doctor Strange is in this. Set before Civil War. Questions. Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, Lonnie Lincoln, Rhino, Scorpion, Doc Ock, Tarantula, Speed Demon, Chameleon, Unicorn, Amadeus Cho, Tombstone, Nico Minora of the Runaways, The Wizard, Aunt May. All in this series. It's set before Civil War. Questions. Um, it's like they, they said on the panel, this is set before Captain America Civil War. So I'm assuming that means this is all MCU canon. It's the first 
animated series that's going to be part of the story that we've seen already, right? Norman Osborn's out there. Harry Osborn's out there. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but this doesn't make any sense. It cannot be in the main timeline because it literally, no. literally Norman Osborn in uh, uh, No Way Home was like, Oscorp doesn't exist. Harry doesn't exist. Like that was said. He didn't, say, he didn't say Harry didn't exist. He just said my son, dot, dot, dot. So I still think there's still a Harry in the universe. I just think mm. like whoever the Norman is of this universe does not run Oscorp. The, the but even then, I, yeah. We Go saw on. images and Harry and Norman, uh, Norman and Harry are black in the series. So maybe, maybe Willem Dafoe's was like, that can't be my son. Like, I don't know. Like that, that, that's not my same family as a different person because we look different. I don't, I don't really know. So it's just strange to see that they're incorporating these characters that Peter Parker and Aunt May and Norman Osborn himself seem to be alarmed by their lack of existence in the main MCU. And this is showing you that they do. I, I don't feel like the color of somebody's skin would be enough to be like, I don't know who that is. That I don't know. But Oscorp would exist, right? They're making us really think hard about this. And I don't yeah. want to have to think that hard about a cartoon. I just want to enjoy a cartoon. You, you yeah. can opt out of getting played at any time. Just watch the show, though. Like, you don't have to worry. You don't have to play no, your game. No you don't have end. to, though. That's impossible. The only way <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny. I was watching the meltdowns on Twitter as the panel was going on. And being like, just, I, I don't know what to tell you. Also, I mean, if I wanted to play devil's advocate, right? Spider-Man has to have an origin now that no one knows who the heck he is. Could this be like a, a like Infinite Tsukiyomi vibes on my weebs in the chat? Be like, what in the world? We're talking about Naruto things, but like a mass delusion of this is how Spider-Man existed. And now all of a sudden there is like all this stuff in the MCU. This is all stuff I'm sure that they're not going to want to answer at any point, any time. And it's just like the, the real reason is we wanted freaking Dr. Octopus to be in a Spider-Man show. We wanted Runaways to be acknowledged. Who knows how far, about that. That's how far are we oh from Amadeus yeah. Cho being in like an MCU thing as like a live action person? It's going to take years. So, yeah. you know, that it's, it's, it's fascinating because they know you're going to invite this sort of like attention by doing and putting these characters in here, especially to... Like oh, more than anything, freaking Charlie Cox voicing Daredevil is some yeah. real, like literal. That's bait. Yeah. That's yeah. bait. Don't take the bait. <laughs> Don't do it. You Charlie know. Um, but it, it, we're all gonna wonder anyway. I yeah. mean, there's so many things. Like uh, Peter's an Islanders fan, as opposed to his jersey, the jersey he's made in his costume. I have so many questions. It's very, very <laughs> engineered for you to have a lot of like thoughts about it. Um, I, I I think the thing is just them like saying it's in the MCU is what's overshadowing the show itself. Cause it's like the show itself, just based on what we were seeing, like shown looks great. Like I, I am so pleased by the animation style they're going with here. It's very much like Alex Toke's kind of like super friends, Hanna-Barbera era, like 1970s sort of stuff. I am, I am just like, this is just going to be a very good Spider-Man show at the end of the day. I think they're kind of screwing it over a little bit by pretending that this is canon when it obviously is not canon. I think if you just present it as its own thing and let people watch it they would be enjoying it so much more but now we have all of these questions and this speculation and it's kind of overshadowing it there's a comment here from fox sock maybe norman died at some point during the freshman year and that is why we did not hear about oscorp so far in the movies huh <laughs> he gets hit by another glider 
<laughs> I mean, maybe though, maybe that, maybe that's what happened. Maybe we're going to see Norman Osborn die in animated form for the for the the, the six one six universe, as uh, Rachel McAdams calls it, but not Iman Vellani. So, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch like, I'm going to reset the universe again, Peter. We got four, five more times the tops. That's it. I can't re- keep resetting the universe for you. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I suppose uh, we'll see. Uh, what if season two actually did look really good? They showed the first episode. I quite enjoyed it. I had to leave right before it ended because I was trying to race back for an interview, which I ended up not getting back in time for. And Jim Viscardi did it anyway. Uh, season three is already on the way. X-Men 97. Big takeaway from that is that Magneto is the leader of the group there. That's going to be really cool to see the dynamic there before they inevitably bring Professor X back. Season two of X-Men 97 is also guaranteed. Marvel Zombies, Shang-Chi, Ghost, a lot of other characters are going to be in that one. There's a whole gang of widows in it. Uh, Yelena Belova's in it. Looks really, uh, looks really fun. They also promised it will have all of the gore from the comics. It seems like they're going with like a more mature series there. Uh, and that's exciting because we don't need a kind of kiddish Marvel Zombies, in my opinion. We, I think that's just a fact. Uh, some of the stuff in Marvel Zombies, like Peter Parker talking while eating his own family. I mean, come on, like, let's, let's get, let's get that one. All the things that made that book so intense and good. I'm here for it. Um, But that's, anybody want to talk about any of that before we move on? I like the team that they have for Marvel Zombies of like Shang-Chi and Yelena and Kamala and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like even if you don't like zombies and gore, I feel like just seeing those characters interact is going to be like a huge thing for some people. And that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Hella. Oh, wait, that, that was what if, Never mind. Uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Jenna. Oh, Ghost is back. I hope it's Hannah John Kamen. That'd be cool. Awesome. But I don't know if it's her, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Jenna, you talked to Zoji Gomez yesterday. I did. She is so delightful. Oh my gosh, I talked to her about Doctor Strange being on Blu-ray with my my name and my quote on the back. By the no way, no big deal. First of all, time out here. Time out, real quick, before we get ahead of ourselves. Jenna interviewed <laughs> Campbell. At I did not interview Jim. Oh, interviewed no. him. I sat in the room. Yeah. J- yeah. For, well, that's why we put Jim in jail so he stops stealing <laughs> stuff from people. Who <laughs> Jenna, Jenna met Bruce Campbell at Comic-Con, got a copy of the Doctor Strange Blu-ray, and uh, Bruce Campbell signed it. So now Bruce Campbell, who is the, now the, the famous end credits tag, Papa, Papa Pizza, Pizza Papa himself, <laughs> signed the Blu-ray that has Jenna's name printed on it. So I just wanted to call that out because that is dope. Uh, so yeah, but anyway... Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I talked to Zochi. She delightful. Um, the the video and the full like interview is going to go up comic book very soon. Uh, but I did write up a quote that she gave yesterday because she was saying it to other outlets and it's starting to go around. Um, I asked her like, what other characters do you want to cross over with in the future, especially now that we've announced so many other projects that that could happen in? And she said. I hope that America kind of gets to be in a show or movie with Loki because I think that could be really fun, especially because of the comics. I think that could be fun to watch. Also, Kang seems like a really great villain, and I'm super excited for what he's about to unleash with all of that. Hopefully, America will get to be in a Kang-related project. I think that would be really cool, which I love that she said that. I didn't even have to ask about Kang or about Avengers, and she still kind of presented that information. I I do think it's a thing of, like, since America has her powers tied to the multiverse, I, I love that she's kind of, like, gunning for that and wanting that to happen because I think that would be super cool. So what do y'all think about that? Do you want America to be in like the Kang Dynasty secret wars of it all? Yeah, I think she has to be. That's why they introduced her, right? I mean, she has yeah. a very specific power and that's going to be very coming uh, come handy a lot, especially as she learns to use it and control it. The, the other characters are going to need her to go kill the other universes. <laughs> 
there's, there's two girl like MacGuffins just rolling around the MCU now between Thor's daughter and her. Like it's oh, it's really, yeah. really like I'm like, I am afraid. You you don't want him to figure out that either of them exist because one of you, you're basically a walking wishing well, and then there's only one America Chavez. Yeah. There's only one. Like he's like, I've killed all you Avengers a gajillion times before, but you, I've never seen you before. What's going on here? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I hope uh, Doctor Strange them are training her well. That also just reminds me of a line I want to repeat from San Diego Comic Con: yes. the, the Wasp Quantum Mania footage. We talked about this on on Saturday night, but one of the most chilling moments of all the footage they showed was when. Uh, Kang was messing with Ant-Man and Ant-Man was like, you shouldn't mess with me, man. You made a mistake. I'm an Avenger. And he just stares at him and he's like, oh, you're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> this man is going to go crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that uh, that interview with uh, Zochi Gomez will be on the Phase Zero YouTube channel, possibly later today. If not, it'll be tomorrow morning. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel to see it in full. Jenna and her new BFF. Zochi, Miss America herself. In a minute, we're going to come back. We're going to answer all your questions. So if you drop them in the comment section now, we'll start piling them up. Anything you want to talk about, let us know in the comment section. We're going to talk about it all for the second half of the show. A little Q&A with the Phase Zero crew. This is your moment. This is it, everybody. <laughs> Join us. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Phase Zero Season 2, Episode 29. We're doing a little Q&A, so drop your comments. Uh, I also saw, I don't know what's going on. I just saw something in the community where people are disrespecting each other. We will not have that. We will review it. If you guys are not being polite, uh, I'm going to look into it, and we will delete comments and delete members if we have to. This is uh, an inclusive, welcoming community, and that's how we're going to do it here. I don't know what's going on. I haven't had time to look into it, but I did see people arguing about something. Uh, so I'm just reminding everybody. All right, Q&A. Uh, do we anticipate? Let's start at the top here. Troy Cervantes for the Q and A. Do we and do we anticipate an eternal sequel? Feige mentioned Harry Styles will be back, but do we think movie or D plus series, or are we going to ignore that Celestial forever in the ocean? Well, <laughs> that second part, I don't know. I feel like that should have immediately not been ignored, but uh, so far, yes. I mean, I think the Eternals will be back. I don't know if we're going to see an Eternals outright sequel. But I do think the Eternals are going to be big members of like stories going forward. But who knows? They've been in shadows being secrets this far. They could just keep doing that if they want to. But yeah, I mean, Eros is going to be inevitably. I just like looking at the lineup. Where do they show up? Yeah. I really I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. It's so weird because it's like the one movie that ends on a cliffhanger. We then get like no immediate resolution of where they're going to be next. I've also like I saw a tweet the like the other day and I'm blanking on who tweeted it. I wish I could credit them. But it was basically that they almost want Daredevil to acknowledge the celestial being in the ocean. And like, how does this affect like religion in the MCU? Because it's like, how do you look at a higher power when there's just straight up like a giant alien hand out of the ocean now and everyone just ignoring it? So yeah, the Celestial thing is so weird to me that we've had like half a dozen different shows and nobody's acknowledged that at all. I saw a really great tweet that was like, if the last two years of our reality taught us anything, <laughs> it's that people really like to ignore insane things like giant beasts coming out of the earth. And I like that take on it. It's like they had enough trauma with Thanos. <laughs> Let's just ignore this. All right. Aaron, you got any thoughts on Eternals too? I I just I hope Harry comes back. 
they made such a big deal. The the needle drop. There's a couple different ways he could be in there. You would hope so. With all this other weirdness going on, you would hope that he shows up. And I'm with Jamie that like they would be like walking on crates like a week after this <laughs> left heel appeared out of the earth. They'd be like doing that or like eating cinnamon without sneezing. Something else would happen. There would be pink sauce. Yeah, pink Something sauce. would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Barkwood Comics asks, Phase Zero, do you think Secret Wars movie will include incursion with the mutant Earth rather than the Ultimates universe? Secret Wars brings in mutants. I don't think so. I think the fa- the Miss Marvel uh, finale shows that we're going to slowly get a trickle of mutants in the MCU and they're just going to have been there. Uh, and I think that that's how it's going to happen. I do think there will be mutants on another Earth, as we saw in Earth 838, but I don't. I think it will be more of an Ultimates story. Uh, and kind of a, a mirroring universe where I, I just don't know how thoroughly the X-Men will be involved before that, but hopefully pretty involved. I want to see this. Uh, I want to see a hundred times the characters that we got in Endgame because I love run times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, movie tickets are like $20 now, right? Let me sit there for five hours. Exactly. <laughs> you need a Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Brandon is the person keeping all of the concession stands alive. He's buying three <laughs> popcorns, two large beverages, and like, let's go. Come on. You six hour movie. Let's do it. I'm not not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Fair uh, Michael, um, I got to read these questions before I just read them out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just finding them and reading them. Uh, Deadpool 3 question. Isn't there another slot open for February 16th, 2024? That could be where Deadpool 3 is since February was the other Deadpool movies were released. Also, Spider-Man gets its own slot from Sony. Yeah, Spider-Man 4 is going to fit somewhere in here. Marvel Studios never touches Spider-Man movies at San Diego Comic-Con. I was even a little bit surprised to see that they had footage of Spider-Man No Way Home in their sizzle reel, but like that is a Marvel Studios film, so it makes sense. Uh, I'm going to look up the Deadpool 3 uh, release date, so if you guys want to Share your theories right now on it while I do this. I definitely could see that being the release date for it, though. Since, like, yeah, I had totally forgotten that February was, like, the first one. So, I there's just so many projects that we still have where it's, like, this could fit in anywhere. Like, we, we still have no idea. I, I see an untitled Marvel for 214.25. That's where I think it'll be. Huh. That I think far away. February? Yeah, February 14th, 2025 is where it is in the... What, in what, what uh what disney has sent on their official date let's see do we have a 2024 we i mean we also have a february 16th 2024 yeah which would be before captain america new world order and after the marvels oh after blade blade is november 3rd 2023 yeah but february 16th is elizabeth olsen's birthday so it's probably that's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) now also that day will also be jamie's birthday Yes. My birthday is the 15th. My birthday is the day before oh Elizabeth Olsen. My, wow. my birthday is the only day of the year me and Elizabeth Olsen are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell her that? You should have told her that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have in 2026, four untitled Marvel movies, all of which will be Scarlet Witch solo projects. Yes. <laughs> that's cr- See, that's what I'm talking about. Those four movies might be Secret, uh, uh, Secret Wars tie-ins, right? Oh, I completely agree. They have and to be untitled something. Star Wars. Like, obviously, there's a crossover. 
<laughs> I honestly would not be surprised if at D23, it's like, here's the director for Secret Wars, and also here's like two movies. Or even if they don't even do that, if they just pull what like they did with the Dune movie, where you sit down and you think it's the full movie and it's really just part one. Like if they did that with Secret Wars, I would not be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. I do think, to get back to the base of this question here, I think February 2016, or 2016, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> don't take us back there, You're good, please. you're good, yeah, I don't February, want to go back to 16th or February of uh, 2024, 2025, those, I do think those will be Deadpool. I think 2025 is when we'll see it, but I think 2024 is still possible. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> Matthew Roberson, the most recent comment. Do y'all want Avengers versus X-Men? Absolutely, I want Avengers versus X-Men. To me, that's the only way you follow up Secret Wars with an event that's worthy of being called an event. I don't know. It's getting harder and harder to eventize these movies because Endgame was so big. Secret Wars will now inevitably probably be bigger. Avengers versus X-Men, but make it better than the comic. Yes. like That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Make it better than the comic, have a better ending than the comic, have a better start than the comic. And if you want, throw in a bunch of tie-ins on Disney Plus where they where, for specific fights, that could be cool too. So But like wait 10 years. <laughs> Give us some yeah. time. I mean 10 years uh, from now, not 10 years from when Secret yeah. War. Yeah, it's like we're gonna be bringing kids to these movies at some yeah. point. What yeah. is going on here? I will say the chat got super sad with the idea <laughs> of us not space. I know. Yeah, I mean, same. It ain't going to be me, but at some point it will like, be. You know? the, the chat got so sad at the idea of us not podcasting by the time Secret Wars comes out. Like, and, and me too. I was like, I don't even want to think about that. Like, yeah, it is just weird knowing how many more years of this stuff we have. This will never end. The MCU will never end. Yeah. I, man. I, so, I, honestly, I'm getting nostalgic already thinking about how... Like, <laughs> So far away. Five years. I don't know what year is it. Secret Wars is not tomorrow. And like I'm just thinking about four years from now, how much how much life's going to change. I swear we better have one live in person San Diego Comic Con panel at least recording before before that. I I wanted to have a Phase Zero panel at Comic Con this year. Um, I don't think we're famous enough yet. Hopefully next year. You know, get our own little panel. Uh, I, I'm also, I want to get, yeah, I don't know. I have me and we've talked about a lot of plans and I shouldn't, <laughs> I can't really air out the, the, the potential plans on here. Cause a lot of them won't happen. And I like yeah. to fail quietly. Uh, <laughs> Brandon has the next three phases of phase zero planned yeah. out right now. <laughs> on a black back there yeah. for you. There's a whiteboard right out of camera with all of One it day, down. Man, I want to get Kevin Feige on here and just talk yeah. about not, not ask him a bunch of questions about what's coming. I would love to get him somebody like John Favreau, Robert Downey Jr., like Ryan Coogler, these people who have already worked on projects, just to really dive into the work. Like now that it's kind of, we've had time for it to marinate in our brains and look at it and digest it and figure it all out. Like I would love to take a look back at the MCU and the, like just like that book did and hear about all the things that went into it. I think that would be such a cool thing to do. And uh, hopefully one day we can, we can do the, the memory lane episode with somebody who's been, who's been involved with the MCU in major ways. And if Secret Wars comes out, maybe John Favreau gets directed and he talks to us all about Iron Man. And I will, I swear I will be talking about the Mandalorian with that man. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are you casting Pedro Pascal as in the MCU? Asks I wonder who asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just even, I said Pedro Pascal and Layla all the way in the UK went, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i mean there's a uh, 
Who could Pedro anybody? Because he's Pedro yeah. Pascal. But do you guys have any thoughts on this? Who could Pedro play? I don't know. I mean, there's room for him. We're all for sure. It's like I feel like there's like half a dozen different characters he could play. I'm just totally blanking on any of them. Doom. That could work. If he was Dracula, he that would guarantee some Oscar Isaac screen time, right? Oh. Oh man. <laughs> Put him and John Carlo Esposito in there so they could do a little Mandalorian reunion. Nice. That would be fun. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I just Googled characters. I mean, if we got a proper <laughs> master, that would oh. be cool. That would be cool. Gambit. This is this is a screen rant list. White Tiger, Sebastian <laughs> uh, Swordsman. Swordsman's already cast. The MCU's Norman Osborn would have been cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's options. There's options. Nova. I mean, I would give it up for somebody like <laughs> Richard Ryder. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, where do you think the Nova project will fit in? Asks Emma. Um, huh. I, I was sure. I, uh, I mean, we joked about it on Saturday that it's the movie in between um, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. <laughs> I mean, if you need somebody worthy of, of carrying the, the weight between those two films who can deliver a $3 billion movie, it, <laughs> it's obviously Nova. I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be a Disney Plus series, right? So I could see where I'm looking at the timeline right here. We got on the wall over here in the studio. Uh, I just I don't know. I really don't know where Nova fits into this. I think D23 might give us even a little bit more clarity. Yeah. Nova could fit everywhere, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man, that we didn't answer that question well enough. Uh, I'm too excited for Nova to even put him in one place. What else we got? <laughs> A couple more questions. Adam Batchelor, do you think She-Hulk uh, may springboard Bruce into a potential new arc at the end of it with a potential World War Hulk story? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, Jenny, go ahead. Yeah. No, because I've already seen like conversations and stuff about Bruce's power level in the trailer and kind of like where he is. And I think like they're going to kind of use Jen discovering the She-Hulk powers and coming into her own as that like juxtaposed with Bruce kind of realizing like it, like dealing with the smart Hulk of it all and kind of figuring out what his own future is. So I definitely think that's going to happen. Like I, I have a feeling we might get some like Savage Hulk kind of stuff along the way, which that's also just me personally hoping because I miss Savage Hulk. So. I'm begging. Ruffalo I'm begging. deserves. Yeah. You know, ScarJo finally got hers. And now I think it's uh, Mark's time to show. Yeah. I just, I'm over Pre Professor Hulk. I'm over Smart Hulk. Yep. yep. So I feel like you need a way to go back to a Hulk, a rage monster that we all really enjoy seeing. Yeah. So I'm all for some world, world war. Try to say, go ahead, Aaron. I'm putting you try to say World War Hulk three times fast. Do it. <laughs> oh, God. World War Hulk. World War Hulk. World War Hulk. Dang it. I got to the last one. Yeah. Me up. I can't even oh, say it God. once. I can't even say it one time. Aaron yeah. just put me, put me World in War Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that rumor has been floating around here for like a year now. Yeah. And it, yeah. there's no acknowledgement. It's not in any of the stuff, like the speculation stuff. It, 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 there's so much smoke around the fire that you'd hope that that's going to happen for World World War, World War Hulk. <laughs> maybe that's what the, maybe that's what Thunderbolts is. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? You know? Yeah, maybe. All right, we got a question from Chris Breezy. Hey, BD, what do you mean when you mentioned Buff Groot? Does Groot look like he did back in the original Guardians? No, his face looks a little bit closer to the original tall Groot we saw in Guardians One. However, 
He is not as tall. And this man, this is linebacker Groot. This Groot <laughs> is built like a Mack truck. Groot is, I can't, like, I, I, I wish there was an image of this because I, when Groot took the screen, all of Hall H went, oh! <laughs> he is, like, wide load. This man is buff. Uh, he has been, he's on the Dwayne Johnson diet. Groot in Guardians <laughs> Volume 3. I'm hyping it because I think when y'all see this Groot, you're going to be like, damn, Groot's been, Groot's been lifting uh, on planets where things are heavy. Because Groot has, has grown. Alpha Groot, as Vin Diesel called him in our Bloodshot interviews. <laughs> uh, Brandon, Brandon, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we're getting Alpha Groot. And then James Gunn was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, I, and The Rock was like, <laughs> so. Uh, real question, where is Betty Ross? Who knows? Who knows where Betty Ross is? I don't know. Will Betty Ross show up in She-Hulk? They said there's a lot of cameos in She-Hulk. They were. I was just that. happy they acknowledged her existence in What If. So I feel like now that we've kind of opened that door, she could definitely show up in She-Hulk. She could show up wherever. I'm just like, cool, she exists. We acknowledge she exists for the first time in like a decade. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's a chance we see her in, in She-Hulk because yeah. they were hyping, hyping cameo stuff yeah. during, the, uh, during the panel. So... We'll see. Thick Groot says MC. Thick Groot with two C's. Why not? Uh, all right. I think we're winding down here. If we got any last questions here, drop them in the comment section. Please, as you're dropping those questions in, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I am trying to roll us past 6,000 subscribers. Uh, our producer, Peter, said by the end of next week, I want to see that by the end of this week. I would love it. We only need less than 190 more. And I think it's doable because we have an excellent interview. Jenna Anderson with Zochi Gomez. We got Brad Winderbaum coming later uh, this week, too. I'm doing that interview today. And we do live shows every Wednesday with the four best people on YouTube, if I'm honest. Produced by the two best producers on YouTube, if I'm honest. So, Phase <laughs> Zero is amazing. Uh, all right. Do you think Shang-Chi 2 will end up as one of the Phase 6 films? I, I just have a hard time imagining Destin Daniel Cretton could direct Shang-Chi as a Phase 6 film and still direct Avengers The Kang Dynasty as a Phase 6 film. I think they need more time apart if Destin is doing both. Yeah. So, now that Daredevil has his own series in the MCU, do you think that Phase 7, 8, 9 will be the... Wait, I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Turk Barrett saga. <laughs> I know Adam has been Adam right does. Adam has a whole Turk Barrett theory like ready to go. Yeah. Me and me and me and Adam were talking about doing a, a Daredevil rewatch podcast, and Ooh. that could happen as well. So maybe that maybe we'll do that. Uh justice for Turk Barrett, who was a, just a really good person to start the Daredevil series, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um uh, if you need a fresh eye person, I've only seen the first season of Daredevil. Nice. Really? That's my uh, secret. Uh, that's my big secret. I'm, I'm really <laughs> revealing it to you now. Uh, yeah. Exiled you. I know. Uh, I I just watched all of Jessica Jones and I never yes. finished any of the other series. And that's my deep secret. You guys know all my secrets now. I have no other secrets. <laughs> yeah, a question for you. This one comes from uh, where from Steina TP. Do you think Jessica Jones will appear in She-Hulk? I feel like it's a possibility. Oh, I feel like anything's that. possible. I will just say that. Yeah, anything's I do possible. have to say, though, they, they did just put out like a little featurette thing for She-Hulk yesterday. And it literally shows her talking to the camera. And she says, like, I want you guys to know, like, this isn't going to be a cameo a week show, except for Bruce and Blonsky and Wong. And so it's like, I'm glad that they're at least acknowledging like the self-awareness of all of that. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it's out of the question that Jessica can be there. 
Rudy Torres says, do you think Kevin Feige will ever give up the mantle? Who would even replace him? <laughs> oh. I he's got know. to eventually. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. he's right not now. Wolverine. He's going to end his reign sometime. Right. Maybe he does Secret Wars and then he says, you know what, I'm out. Uh, but I mean, I think Kevin really wants to do some X-Men stuff. I think he'll be yes. there for a minute. But I mean, right now, the only people who could succeed him that I mean that I could even think of would be like Victoria Alonso. Yeah. Or like Brad Winderbaum, but I don't even know that how that would even work or what that looks like. That's not something I've put a lot of thought into. Uh, which Star Wars director would you like to see do something at Marvel? I'd love to see a J.J. Abrams project. <laughs> Bryce Dallas know. Howard. There, there, JJ, oh, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. I yeah. mean. Um, but I first want Bryce to get her own Star Wars. Yes, show. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a few Mandalorian directors who I think would do. give George Lucas a movie. That'd be a great <laughs> offer. Uh, the prequels were... Oh, Deborah Chow, who just did Obi-Wan. Yeah. Rick Famuyiwa does a great job on Mandalorian episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steal them all. They're all pretty talented, man. Um, I would like to see J.J. Abrams' Fantastic Four. Why not? <laughs> That'd be interesting. No, please. Please don't put that out into the universe. Please. You know, imagine J.J. Abrams did Fantastic Four. It's one big mystery. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love Lost just deeply, broke. but no. No. <laughs> Honestly, maybe I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not. We'll see how it goes. Uh, All right. And the last question, the most important question of the day uh, comes from Jose A. When do you all think Morbius 2 will fit? (laughs) I think there will be a Morbius movie between each movie. Yes. Yeah. That's the only way to advance the MCU. There will be a more billion Morbius movies. <laughs> in, in, all, in all seriousness, I do think, like, I would not be surprised if Feige is having to sit there and think, like, do we need to have Morbius in Secret Wars just so he can be like, it's Morbin time. And then, like, you can get the Avengers Assemble style moment with that. I think those conversations are being had. And I think Feige is probably regretting that they're having to be had. But, like, that feels possible with the multiverse that they might just do that just for just for the hell of it. And Morbius just immediately gets killed. Yes, that's exactly like just have Blade like immediately kill him, like no hesitation. <laughs> it would be I great. Feel bad for Morbius, man. Do you? I, they, they do, try. You really? do you? <laughs> I, You're too nice. <laughs> Matt Smith got asked about Morbius on the on the House of the Dragon panel, and it's from what yeah. I saw, it was he wasn't exactly thrilled about it. Yeah. Uh, Matt Smith was really nice. We did an interview for House of the Dragon two days two days ago. Give the man a give the man. Come on. All right. That's our show. It's more of a time all the time. Yes, it is. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, share our show with your friends. Aaron, any last words for today's show? Uh, it's at Silly Corner on Twitter and go watch John Krasinski mimic getting shot with a blow dart on Jimmy Fallon last <laughs> night when asked about uh, Fantastic Four. I love when these actors actually acknowledge the Marvel sniper theory. It's very silly. Jamie? Have a nice day, everyone. That you're, uh, really coming down from that Comic-Con high. Treat yourself. Take a nap today. Uh, that's all. Take a nap today. Treat yourself. Jenna? Treat yourself. Yeah, go read some comics. Go take a nap. I'm probably going to take a nap when we're done recording. I'm so tired <laughs> ever since I got back. But I, I, I love all you beautiful people, and I'm just glad we have this community. 
Yeah, I, I love our community. I love all three of you guys. I had so much fun in Comic-Con. I wish we got to spend more time together. Uh, also, I want to point out, there was a time, this is a quick story for the end of the show. In our <laughs> office, prior to the, the panoramic and when, when we were not down here in downtown Nashville, we were outside of Nashville in a different office. There was a time in my life where Jim Viscardi com- convinced me that he used to take naps under his desk. <laughs> and yeah. all of our video team played into it because there was a glass wall between the video editing room and Jim's desk. And I'd be like, Does, can't we see him sleeping under the desk all the time? And I'll just picture Jim cuddled up with a little pillow pet under his desk. And he lied to me. And for that, he's in jail. Jim never wow. took never, never took. <laughs> you know? Okay, I have another secret. And it's that oh. every day of my lunch hour, I do nap. But I work from home, so it's easy. But I do nap every single day of my lunch hour. I've taken, I've taken a, a nap or two in the car back in the three <laughs> downtown days. But now I think I might just overheat and, and perish and probably not fit in there. But anyway, we work from home, so why not? For the most part, except for me, who's on the side. <laughs> Yeah, I wish you guys were here, but whatever, you're, you're, you're there. And one day we'll be together again in person because that was the best episode we ever did. All right, that's our show. I'm rambling. Thank you so much. Subscribe to the channel. We'll see you on any major podcast platform every Wednesday and subscribe because we have lots of interviews and stuff and new episodes every Wednesday. I'm BD. Goodbye. <laughs>